Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. What's going on, podcast family? If you're one of the thousands of students that listen to this podcast and have aspirations to work for a Fortune 500 company, whether it's starting as an intern or then working there full-time after graduation, then I have a very special treat for you. I will be conducting multiple webinars each week on how to get a job or internship with a Fortune 500 company. And in this webinar, I'm gonna cover three big secrets. Uh, Secret number one, I am gonna show you exactly how to get your resume passed through or get your resume beat over 90% of other applicants. And then secret number two, I'm gonna teach you how to access the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled. And then number three, I am gonna teach you how Fortune 500 companies handle campus recruitment and how you can take this insider secrets to your advantage. So if you wanna learn more, go to masteringcollege2career.com forward slash free training to register. Once you hit the register button, you will then have access to see all the times that I am doing this available. This is a free training, so you will have the opportunity to ask me all the questions that you want. So make sure you go to masteringcollege2career.com forward slash free training to register. See you guys all there. Welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College 2 Career Podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. I have Alex Rodriguez and he is the Senior Director of HR for EA Sports. Alex, welcome to the show. I appreciate being here. I am glad you're here. So a little backstory about how and Alex and I met. Alex worked at PepsiCo or Frito-Lay when I was a college student and he was the HR Director back then and he was actually the, the individual he interviewed me and gave me, I guess, an opportunity for PepsiCo. And I will tell you guys this right now. I really messed up on those final interviews at PepsiCo. When I got nervous, and I still do this, when I get nervous, I start talking extra fast. And I remember Alex sitting me down and saying, Daniel, you need to slow down. Pretty much give me a little pep talk. And because of that, I really credit my <laughs> me getting a job offer because of Alex's help. So. I can't thank you enough for taking uh, the time. I, I, I don't know. I guess seeing something in me to believing in me that I'll be a good fit at PepsiCo. Absolutely. I mean, um, interviewing is hard. Uh, I think uh, sometimes our brains run really fast and we, we want to deliver a lot of uh, different information and messaging. And uh, sometimes we, we get a little too quick. Sometimes we shut down. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen during an interview. And... Uh, I think, uh, you know, when we, when we talked at that time, you know, there was a lot of content, a lot of good things uh, that, uh, that we liked about you. And, um, you know, it was just a small piece of advice for you, especially as you progress and, 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 uh, and move on and to interview with uh, more senior um, employees in the organization. It's just good to, uh, it's good to get a little bit of advice. And, and you did good. You did well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Right? You took <laughs> advice and you, you worked with it. So, uh so it all, all worked out for the best. It did work out. So Alex, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit about your background, your history, and what you do now? Sure, so um, I graduated from the University of Connecticut. I was a student athlete there. I uh, went from uh, uh, 
four-year college University of Connecticut to uh, University of Connecticut School of Law. So I practiced, uh, I went to law school, practiced law for a short period of time. Uh, quickly realized it wasn't for me, um, but uh, really the, the training and the knowledge I received in law school was uh, beneficial. Um, I ended up in uh, human resources, not ended up, but ultimately, uh, yeah. um, you know, did some research and, uh, and worked with some professionals and, and, and HR was one of those areas that I thought uh, would be a good fit for me. I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to join Sikorsky Aircraft. At the time, they were part of United Technologies. Uh, they're currently now with Lockheed. Um, I was there for three years, three and a half years as a labor relations manager. Um, then transitioned to Frito-Lay PepsiCo, which was an amazing experience mm -hmm. where you and I met. Um, uh, really loved the company, really loved the culture. I was there six and a half years. Um, and I left there to pursue an opportunity with Paul Corporation. It's a filtration and separation solution organization. Um, they were bought by Danaher roughly three or four years ago. Um, so really, uh, Danaher, if you've done the research, is just a fantastic company around continuous improvement and, and uh, their Danaher business system, which is fantastic. Um, and then I got a call to, uh, to join EA, and uh, EA has always been one of those companies that um, I always kept an eye on and, and, and the opportunities that were there, and I kept in touch with recruiters, and, uh, and uh, the opportunity, the right opportunity came up for me, and uh, I was then... Uh, um, Lured, yeah. lured to go to EA, and uh, I've been I've been there since November, and I'm excited about the opportunity. That's awesome. I'm excited for this conversation because for me, I struggle to find a, one particular topic to discuss with you because you're just such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to just all things HR. And I really wanted to have a, a conversation, maybe hit a little bit of a couple of points. But one of the things I wanted to start uh, is talk about is the importance of internships and. How, you know, now being part of four different organizations at a, you know, at a higher level in HR, why do companies have internships? Why, are, why do we see more companies do summer internship programs than in the past? What's the strategic, what's the strategy behind that when you, when you think about companies holding internships? Sure. Uh, I would say um, the role uh, within an internship has evolved, right? I think early in my career, uh, it was, it was uh, a nice to have. It was one of those things. Uh, where, um, you know, if, if the business needed an extra pair of hands, uh, they would hire a few interns. Um, oftentimes at the time, uh, you know, interns uh, didn't get paid, right? They, they, they worked for college credit and uh, they got some experience. They got something out of it. The company got something out of it. And there wasn't really a lot of emphasis <clears throat> at the time around conversion. So going from um, a, uh, an intern to a full-time employee. And I would just say that's evolved, obviously, uh, significantly. Um, now, uh, as competitive as the market is for talent, uh, I would say that internships are, are becoming more and more critical. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an area where um, you know, companies may, may want to have interns after their freshman year, after their sophomore year, really give them an opportunity to learn about the culture of the company and see where they might be able to uh, to, to, to kind of work their way through the organization, give them just a wealth of experience. Um, and, and there's a definite push for um, conversion of, of those interns. No longer is it about an extra pair of hands, but really luring the right talent that has uh, the ability to, to work in that particular environment, um, really help mold the culture, uh, really advance within the organization. Um, 
there's always an eye, uh, you know, uh, in, in reference to talent around diversity and inclusion. So those are, are critical areas as well. So, you know, looking for, for more diverse uh, experiences, not just diversity when it comes to uh, race and gender and those kind of things. So getting people that uh, will, will enhance the culture, will evolve the culture, will be innovative in the culture. I think more and more companies are looking earlier and earlier in the, um, in the career process and in, in the internship area and seeing what these new folks could bring to the table for their companies. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I, I really do believe that internships are a win-win situation for both the student perspective and the company's perspective because in a company's perspective, it allows a, a better, like a 10, 12 week, let's say interview process, allows you to assess the talent in a longer point. But as a student, it works the same way. It gives you an ability to see what the company's all about. And now you can ask yourself that question, can I see myself being there for at least the first two years out of college? Um, and and it, it allows you to you know, get that hands-on experience on the company. Um, you talked a lot about like conversion rate. Can you talk uh, conversion rate, like that's been a focus more. What, is, what do you mean by that? And what, what's it, why is the companies want to try to convert their interns into full-time students? Sure, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an investment, right? And I think, as I mentioned earlier, internships in the past were, were more about college credits and extra pair of hands. Now it's, it's a paid, they're paid positions. And um, they're, they're, there's an investment by the company to um, take on a certain number of internships. I mean, you could be a small company and take on one or two. You could be a large company and take on a hundred. Um, and again, this is really trying to anticipate, this is, you know, as we work in HR with our business partners around workforce planning uh, and what skills we might need future state, um, you know, the, the, the work that we might have coming up in the next three to five years, you know, we're looking for this talent earlier and earlier so that they can hit the ground running, right? So in your internship, uh, you're, you're getting a lot of different experiences. Um, you're, you're learning a lot. You're building your network within the organization. Um, you know, it's fun. It's hard. It, it gives you really a, a good immersion into the culture of the company. And then once you become full-time, it's really, you know, you, you hit the ground running, right? All the things that you, if, if you were to change jobs, so I've changed jobs a, a number of different times as we talked about. Having to learn the people, the culture, the business, all in that first, you know, 90 to, to, to 90 days, so 180 days, you know, mm -hmm. uh, th three days, th three months to, to six months, it, it, it takes time, right? But, but think about the intern that's been converted uh, to a full-time position, and they've done a lot of that networking yep. and done a lot of that groundwork early in their uh, internship career, and all of a sudden, once they get there, they're more effective. They're able to contribute more to the business. They're able to you know, bring different insights. They have a knowledge of the business. They have a knowledge of the people, who, who to go to for what. Mm -hmm. So I think the internship program is just really important and critical. I, I'm finding as I kind of uh, you know, talk to my peers and in other industries and other companies, there's a lot more emphasis being placed. And what I mean by conversion, just to answer your question, is really, um, you know, you, you hire a num certain number of interns and then you ultimately want to convert them uh, to, to full time. And, yeah. uh, I don't think any company is perfect, you know, a hundred for a hundred. Yeah. Uh, so, so they look at kind of their, their success rate over the previous years 
and they know the number of interns they need to hire in order to get to a certain number and then they ultimately want to convert those folks from interns into full-time employees. And so as a student perspective, if I am a student listening to this podcast or watching this video, I, I want to focus on getting a really good internship my senior year, you know, particularly one of the companies that you can see yourself working for because now it's much easier for you, for you to get an internship than for you to get a, a full-time job offer. So the internship is your foot in the door with these companies. And as you just heard, it is their, their best interest to try to make sure you have a successful internship so that you can be converted to a full-time employee. So and when you're talking about a strategy, your strategy should be focusing on getting that summer internship with your top companies so that that can be converted to a full-time employment afterwards. Um, Alex, um, I, like I've even talked to companies where, it's, this is more in the sales side of it, where their internship is focused on teaching them how to sell using the, the, the CRM tools that they, their salespeople use, um, getting like uh, learning the scripts and you know, they'll be selling, but knowing that the first three months of training, like the, the training happens in the first three months, which is really what happens in the internship. When they do graduate and they start, they're able to start selling from month one. Yeah, I, I would say um, yes. So, so I think getting immersed in those uh, tools and systems and processes during your internship is important. Um, really good companies still take you through onboarding and still take you through that. Um, they take you through that, uh, that process again. It may be, um, you may be moved along a little bit quicker in part because you've, you've gotten the experience during your internship, but you lose a lot of that yeah. knowledge, especially going through your senior year, right? So if you go from your junior to senior year and that you, you do that internship or during a particular yeah. semester, you're still taking time away from the company and you tend to lose some of that skills. You, you might still have yeah. the general knowledge, but it's important for companies, good companies to um, have you go through that process uh, again to some degree, mm -hmm. uh, maybe in a more expedited manner. Um, but, but you still want to go through that process because there are, there are things that you learn in an internship and there are things that you learn during your onboarding, during your, you know, maybe first six months of immersion. But to your point, yes, you are then able to, uh, more effectively, quicker, kind of learn trial and error. There's yeah. a lot of things that go on in that, uh, first part of your career, uh, when you join a company that, um, that are going to be critical and important. One, one point I want to make, you, you had made a point earlier. Um, and, and you and I have had conversations around the interview process and a number of different um, areas around, uh, you know, going from uh, college to career. Preparation, I think, mm -hmm. is, is one of those key things. So, you know, I know college students like to, they'll, they'll prepare for an interview, they'll work through themselves, you know, do some research, so on and so forth. What I would encourage, you know, college students to do is to take that same mindset and apply it to companies that they want to work for future mm -hmm. state and um, or industries that they want to work in. And I think it's just critical to take that same preparation, that same rigor around either preparing, whether it's preparing for an interview or preparing for an exam, yeah. you take that same mindset and you apply it to either an industry or a company that you want to work at and <clears throat> or companies you want to work at, do the research, build, start building the network, try to you know, get yourself into that internet, in, uh, internship pool or full-time pool, and then really execute. So I think there's a piece to preparation as you talked earlier about, you know, doing some research around the companies that you might want to work for. I think that preparation is critical and shifting that preparation, not just for interviews, but kind of earlier in your process of, 
of determining what you want to do and what companies you want to work for. I think that preparation is going to be critical. Yeah, and I think that's important for students to realize that um, let's say your goal is to work for a Fortune 500 company. Well, you cannot be an expert at all 500 companies. And so if, if you were to submit your resume to all of them, um, you can't just become an expert on all of them. But what if you were to narrow that list down to a more manageable amount and even become an, an expert, not an, an expert per se, like you know everything, but very become familiar yourself with the industry and the companies. What are the company's goals and trends? What are they focusing on? If they're a publicly traded company, they, they file a lot of their, like, their strategy on their take 10K report. I remember reading the PepsiCo 10K report and they were talking about better together before it was executed in the market. Mm -hmm. They were talking about Mountain Dew and Doritos and how there was this synergy there. And so they were talking strategy and making that public. And if you can go and, and do the research and understand what the company's goals, missions are, well, who are their competitors, what do they see themselves focusing on in the next couple of years, I think that's important. And, um, and I talk a lot about that, how you want to learn what the company is looking for and how you want to position yourself as the ideal candidate. But one thing that you mentioned earlier before we even started recording was if a company is looking for A, B, and C, a student should also focus on what they're looking at next, like what's in the horizon. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure, sure. So, so um, you're going to go through uh, several different interviews when you when you interview in a company. You'll go through a phone screen. Um, that phone screener is looking for certain attributes that they they would uh, look for in a candidate in order to pass you through. Uh, you'll go through uh, maybe a face-to-face -face interview or a virtual interview, maybe through Zoom or, or some other. Uh, form of technology where, where you do a face-to-face -face mm -hmm. with someone or you might have an on-site. Um, and I think through each of those uh, particular areas, there's really, um, each, each interviewer is looking for something different. Um, the, the person who's the hiring manager is looking to see whether you're able to fill the position that they have open. Um, if they have good human resources yeah. business partners, they're also also emphasizing with the hiring manager that the person should have the ability to stretch, to do more within the organization, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to you know either be in leadership or be a very solid solo contributor or have potential to do more within the organization. I mean, really good organizations um, they they do that. They they look for people that have potential um, versus someone that can just do the job. And um, what I would say is, as you're doing research in a particular you know, industry or company, uh, understanding where they are today, some of the challenges they may face, that 10K report is, is really good. Um, having some dialogue with, with people that might work there, I think LinkedIn is a, a fantastic tool to try to build connections mm -hmm. um, and, and have some dialogue. Um, and understanding a little bit about what's going on in the business today, and then maybe where the industry might be heading. Right. So um, in the industry I'm in now, right, so we, we, we talked a little bit about the skill sets around C++ and programming, you know, and, 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 and is, is um, virtual reality a component that we might explore future state? Well, if you have some general knowledge or you have a minor or you have some specific details and you're able to weave that into your dialogue or conversation as you go through the interview process, I think as an interviewer, I'm saying, well, that's, that's pretty good. The person has done the research to understand a bit about what we need today, but they're also understanding the skill sets that we need, uh, what we need future state. Mm -hmm. And every company, uh, I say every, but most companies, yeah. they're trying to innovate. They're trying to you know, work their strategies over the next three, five, 10 years. 
and how they'll evolve. And I think they conceptually they have ideas on where they want to go. And those skill sets, as I mentioned earlier around the workforce planning, they start to identify those skill sets that they might need in five years. And if that college student is able to anticipate some of that, um, and even throwing out a couple of yeah. different ideas during their interview, all of a sudden, you know, the light bulb goes off on the hiring manager and the, and the HR yeah. professionals like, we need to hire that yeah. person. Why? Because it's, it's more than just the, the role itself. Yeah, and one word that you talked about, you mentioned was potential. And I know that a lot of companies, specifically when they have these management training programs or these leadership development programs, a lot of what they're looking for is potential. Like, can we groom them to be the future leaders of the company? Like, you talked about the word bench. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and why companies focus on hiring college students versus hiring outside experience for some of those developmental programs? So um, as we talk about potential and bench within an organization, I think really good organizations, um, they have multiple programs. So there are college programs, um, there's college MBA programs, there's programs where they look for experience. You know, previous company I was with, um, they have a fantastic GM program and the GM program uh, really looks at, um, you know, MBAs, looks at also a bit of their, their experience. Um, so, so that helps kind of, that helps set up the pool in that particular area. Uh, as you talk about uh, rotational programs, the previous company helped set up the rotational program there for, for operations. And um, they are looking at for, for fresh out college grads um, that are passionate about being in operations and want to get a, a number of different experiences quicker within the organization, get exposure to a lot of different things, and ultimately be able to contribute at a more uh, mid to senior level quicker. Why? Why do you have that? Um, I think it's just critical for, for, for you to have a, a bit of a refresh in the leadership that you have. I think there's people always coming and going out of organizations. Um, leadership is, is, is one of those things that, uh, you know, there, there's, it's, it's not easy. It's not an easy yeah. thing to be a leader. It's not an easy thing to, to lead people, to get them, to influence them towards a particular goal. Um, I think it takes work. Um, and I think if you can bring in, for example, college hires into an organization, put them into opportunities and experiences uh, that, that allow them to lead maybe at a smaller scale early in their career, then they start to, with experience, they start to get better. They start to learn from their mistakes. They start to make improvements. They, um, you know, they, they, they create a bit of their own philosophy, their own leadership style. So I think what's critical around having college students uh, come into an organization, whether it's through rotational programs, intern to full-time, whatever that might be, um, companies will, will, will tend to look at those that they, they see as having potential to do more in the organization, to lead within the organization. And they'll give them these experiences earlier in their career to allow them to grow uh, as a leader. And um, it just, it's just important. I think yeah. it's important to drive the business. It's important to drive the culture. Uh, it's critical. What advice do you have for students that might be watching this or listening to this and they're getting to, uh, starting to apply for internships for the summer? Like what is some advice coming from you know, the HR perspective? What can they start doing right now to set themselves apart? Sure, so I think um, as an intern, I would, um, you definitely have to bring the energy. Uh, if, if you go into an internship and you have, uh, or you go into an interview and you're low energy, um, it's tough. It's tough to get excited uh, about um, a particular candidate. I will tell you, 
Um, more times than not, people really are, I mean, they, 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 they look at your resume, they see that you've got uh, experiences or training or schooling that might fit the role, right? And then, you know, you've got, let's say, you know, 50 resumes and let's say 20 of them, it kind of fit that bill. Once they start to have conversation with you over the phone, they want to be able to, they want to know that you can articulate yourself. So, so when you do that phone screen, um, that three minute elevator speech that everyone talks about is just critical, right? If you can be on point, uh, if you can be concise, if you can get to the point, if you can provide enough detail, but not be overly verbose in that phone screen, you're going to crush it, right? So in that phone screen, that screener is saying, should I bring this person in to the, to, to interview for this role? Then once you get to the interview, I think, you know, there, there needs to be a little bit more, as I talked about earlier, preparation around, um, you know, what's your story? What's your brand? How do you communicate your brand? What's your, what's your three plus minute elevator mm -hmm. speech, right? So, so how do you sell yourself a, a bit to, to fit the role? I would say in preparation for both an internship and a full-time job, you definitely want to understand the requirements of the job and weave those into your um, into your communications, right? So early on, what's the first question you and I talk about this? What's the first question anybody usually usually they ask you during? Tell me about yourself. Tell right? me about yourself. So there is an opportunity, right? You're in your brain. You should be like, click. You know, five yeah. minutes tops. Let me let me tops, right? Yeah, I, it should be three, right? Three to five minutes. But five minutes tops. Let me talk to you a little bit about myself, the experiences that I've had, why I think I'm a good fit for this role. You could weave that into that first five minutes, and more times than not, the interviewer is going to really be excited about yeah. you, or they're going to be like, mm, "Yeah, maybe I'll pass." Right, and then the rest of it is kind of going through the interview questions and so on and so forth. So I think you know, as you get into that, you know, those different phases, uh, whether it's intern or full time, there's just some preparation that you could work through. Um, practice, I would tell you, practice, practice with people that have no idea uh, about the job, right? A family member, uh, a friend, whatever it might be, just have them practice, right? And, and have them ask you that one leading question, right? Tell me about yourself. And all of a sudden you, you speak, right? And, and they yeah. can help you with pace. They can help you with content. They can help you with the fact that you might not be smiling. They can help you uh, with, with kind of your body language. They can help you with all those things because... They're not really paying attention to what you're saying. To yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. saying, they're look, kind of looking at you and saying, yeah. "Oh, why are you slouching? Or, yeah. Why are you know?" So there's some things to do there from a, a practice perspective. Um, and then you know, I think early, what I would say is is trying to get a, a an um, insight on the company culture, um, trying to get insight. And this is for you, the yeah. intern, less about selling yourself, but for you in in deciding. But understanding the culture, understanding the, the values of the organization, understanding the, the mission and what they're trying to accomplish, um, those things should resonate with you before you accept an internship yeah. um, or even a full-time position. Um, and I will just tell you, um, less me, more maybe peers that I've had, they've gone into organizations, they've might, maybe not done that check and their values and the company's values don't match up. So what happens, they stay there until they find something else. Yeah. So those are just, I mean, nuggets, small nuggets of, of information that could help you in, in, in the internship process, it could help you into the full-time process. Um, 
building your network. I mean, there's just, yeah. yeah, we could sit here probably talking for a no, while. no, no. Yeah, we'll save that for the next episode because that what we talked we've talked already so much about it. Like we we talked about the internships, why companies have internships. We talked about how to why preparing is so important, and you even gave some really good advice on on practicing for that, Alex. What is the one takeaway? If a student listening to this episode um, could only take away one thing, what would you hope that would be? Um, I would hope that they would put the same effort and preparation into the job search and the company search and the, um, the opportunities that might be out there that they would in... Um, and anything that that's important to them, anything that's critical to them. Uh, and I, I only say this because I too was a college student and I did not do that preparation. And it took me a little bit to find my way, um, but I found my way, I found the, the industry that I, not the industry, but the, the function that I wanted to work in. I worked in different industries because I like change. Um, but I would say uh, being prepared and, and doing the work ahead of time, I think it's just gonna pay dividends later on, whether it's post-graduation or in your career. But that, that would be the, the last thing I would I love it. Alex, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I will set up the links if you want to connect with Alex on LinkedIn. That's probably the best way to talk to him. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you are interested, uh, learn more about EA Careers. Alex, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, we've got opportunities, as I mentioned, around internships, full-time opportunities. Uh, we are uh, an awesome company. Uh, EA Careers, if you're interested, apply. Uh, we'd love to have you. I'll put a link on the show notes so that you can click and you can see what job internships are available around you. Thank you so much for listening, and I would highly suggest checking out EA Careers. Thank you. to the end of the podcast just want to remind you if you are interested in signing up for that free training class on how to land a job with a fortune 500 company head to masteringcollege2career.com forward slash free training to sign up this is a live class so you will be able to ask me questions and remember this is limited to the first 100 students see you there If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.